And now, live from the pod cabin in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. He's a comedian recently outed as an anti-saxer who is undergoing exposure therapy by hanging out in a room full of men with ponytails and flame-printed suspenders. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer who has written the scripts for every episode of this very podcast. It's Wendy Molyneux. Pete the Retailer is here to patiently tolerate all your obviously incorrect Star Wars theories. I'm her husband, Daniel Sam. Hop on board the Love Bus Sailor, your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Dutch babies. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. Pete the Retailer. Hi. Hi. I got distracted by the idea of a Dutch baby. It's like a big fluffy pancake, right? Yeah. So delicious. I thought it was a sex move. Well. It could also be. Could also be. I'm sorry. Mm. I don't know what it would be. Anyway, that particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. And he's back by Sasha Zucker. So much fun stuff on Patreon. But more importantly, or at least the same importantly, as you hear this, it is not too late to change your entire weekend plans to come up to San Francisco Sketchfest and come see Allison Rosen is your new best friend live on Sunday at 1 p.m., Kirsten Vang's Ness, Criminal Minds, and so much more as my guest, Tony Thaxton, also my guest, and my old band, the Angoras, is reuniting to play some songs at the show. It's going to be a grand time. Now, while you're there, the day before, come see Childish, my podcast with Gray Fitzsimmons. Jessica Kirsten is our guest. Let's say you can't get up there at all. Go to Dave Huntsberger's. Hey. It's not, and it's not like, oh, oh, wow, this weekend sucks. I guess I'll go to this show. It's not like that. Not like Even usual. if it is, still come out. <laughs> uh, Dave, I mean, if you were really ambitious, you could go to my show Sunday day, then go see Greg Fitzsimmons' show Sunday afternoon, then that evening go Whoa. see Dave Huntsberger's show. Yeah, and if you can afford that private jet, yeah. you can afford all these tickets. If you can afford that private jet, take me back yeah. with you. Because yeah. do I seem like Southwest material? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it's a short flight, but I'm just saying I've never you guys and I think this is timely and a lot of people will relate. I've never been on a private jet <laughs> and I feel like I've never want to go on one. Really? No. They're full of uh, Instagram influencers. You'll now. die. You OK, they all go down. Let me say hello to everyone and then let's get right into that because I was brought I really up jumped the gun. there's a lot of things Rosen girls were not allowed to do we weren't allowed to horseback ride never allowed to ride a motorcycle that being said like I agree those things seem dangerous and um, prop planes not supposed to go mm-hmm. in those not that we had the opportunity is that what a private jet is no god no okay I don't know dick about I'm aviation very, I won't go on one but I'm very snobby about them okay no god no what Let's about gliders? hang on <laughs> let's get to that sfsketchfest.com or just I, I can't shut up about Sketchfest on my Instagram, so go there, direct link, okay, et cetera. Daniel, hello. Hi. Um, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Great. 
<laughs> but I couldn't help but notice mm-hmm. near the end of the intro, which was very good, by the way, near the end, like around the time that you were going to introduce me and you announced that you're my husband and whatnot, I felt your energy flagging. That's you know, sometimes I do it that way. That's my way of waking you up. I felt your soul dying. <laughs> I felt like you're like, oh, this is the part that gets too real. I am her husband, Daniel. Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. yeah, I can't, I can't hide my emotion when I say that. I'm yeah. Sorry. I didn't um, believe that I was their new best friend. No, I just didn't, you know, I just didn't, I wasted all my energy up top or something. I don't know. I just. I thought you pulled back. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it, I get, I don't know what to tell you, honey. Okay. I got I just, my note is try to keep the energy up the whole time. It's an important, you're setting the tone for the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, see how this part of the show is like sucking right now? That's because the way you set the tone. Well, I I'm just kidding, everyone. What are you going to say? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what was going on. I think, I think if I'm being honest, honey, okay, um, I am used to a different audience on like sound underneath it. And so it throws me a little bit that it's different, but that's only because it's the same one every single week. So it's like you get used to the same rhythm Mm. and then I, and then I get in my head and then that hesitation is there. And then I remember that I'm your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I was going to say, it's probably my fault. So that's, there you go. No, it's always your fault. Dave Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. You were just Thanks in Canada. You I was. You may Winnipeg. have brought a disease into the room. Yeah, I had to spend a lot of time in the airport, and I'm fighting off something. But I, I think I'll beat it. I think I'm fine. And I have no notes for Daniel. Oh, because <laughs> he nailed your part of the intro. I just always think he's great. He t- he's like a jazz player. He just chooses a different kind of oh, rhythm sometimes. I let him take the notes where they go. Every show is different, honey. If I did it the same way every episode, no one would listen anymore. Is he sort like you know Frank Sinatra renowned for his phrasing? His thing, <laughs> that was like a syncopated intro. Oh yeah, that's how I describe it. <laughs> I yes. I have this style of reading uh, to my son when I'm putting him to sleep now, where the first book I read him is like normal, like hey, this is the story, and then the second book, I start to say the words a little more slowly, and then by the third or fourth one, it's just like long pauses because i'm trying to get him to go to sleep that might have bled into when i was subbing i would sometimes read to the kid like young really little kids in uh, like a kevin costner cadence from dances with wolves Mm -hmm. and i the kids don't know what that is but i remember some of like the tas and stuff would look like what what are you doing do you ever do a kevin costner from no way out (laughs) i don't know that one oh what's his thing in that one He's just kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah, Watch it. He mostly talks like, the same all the next, time. Yeah, we can talk about it next no time. No way out. Maybe okay. do. Kids love it, is what I'm saying. Wait, what's the Dances with Wolves cadence? If he comes back tomorrow, I shall name him Two Socks. It's kind of this rise that always goes. The wolf comes around. It's it's kind of like, like perfect good. for Yeah, I mean, it's good for kids. Probably it's not as pauses. good as No Way Out. <laughs> yeah. Is that the movie you just yeah. said? Yeah. Like he would say it like this. Like, you would just go like, guys, there's no way out. Like that. It's a notable line. I like it. And then later he says, um, wait, there might be a way out. What? And no way out? We've established (laughs) there is no way out. Well, the movie is rarely exactly what the title says. Don't spoil it, though. Don't let us know. No, I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end. Where are they trying to escape? He is. It's actually a good movie. I actually recommend it. 
I can't tell you anything because there's a big secret in the movie. Oh, oh man. Is yeah. it like a real, um, hmm. what's that movie with the big twist? Is it an M. Night Shyamalan style twist? It's more realistic than that. He's oh, in like a government building. Does it turn out they were out the there's whole like time? A, it's, it's revealed. There's, I would say it's in the spirit of Salt starring Angelina Jolie, if Ooh. you've ever seen that one. No, I didn't, but I've seen. Um, what? You've never Salt seen Milk. Salt? These are two great movies for you and your listeners to enjoy. And I'm not <laughs> kidding. These are two movies I enjoy very much. Did you see Shattered with Joanne Wally Kilmer? And um, No. Um, Tom Berenger. No, I saw Shattered Glass with Hayden Christensen. I saw that too. That was a boring movie. What? I I love that movie. Really? Do you ever? Yeah. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks. Welcome back. (laughs) Do you remember we saw, was it Your Friends and Neighbors in Manhattan Beach shortly after we graduated? Oh, I hated that movie. That movie. I hated that. I was angry that I had seen that movie and angry at that movie. Right. Neil Neil Butte has really fallen from grace and we were right about him. I, yes, we were. Mm hmm. You know what's funny is I can remember the jacket I was wearing. It was new. It was from Express and it was like really shiny. From Express. Yeah. It was shiny. And then I walked it and went like, that's the sound of my jacket. I don't remember that jacket. The movie was louder than the jacket in Mm -hmm. terms of stinking. It really sucks. Does anyone here, is there a man or woman here who would like to defend Neil LeBute in any way? Because I have no good words to say about Neil LeBute. What else do we do? In the Pete the Retailer. Hello. Welcome. Hello. I was looking up Neil Butte. He So he did In the Company of Men, he uh-huh. did Your Friends and Neighbors, and he did um, this other movie that I, I actually saw. What was the one with Nicole Kidman? Um, did he do that one? Where she was the newscaster? No. That's To Die For, which to is die a for. great movie. Who did this that one? other movie was... That is um, the uh, 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 Gus Van Sant. Yes. yes. And written by Buck Henry, I think. He that did a good. movie with Rachel... Vice, but it looks like Weiss. I I will offer a defense. But I'm not saying I haven't. I saw the movie when it came out and I was a little I was all right on it. I think that the movie is about you're not supposed to like these people. They're very right. They're they're awful people. And but I think it's a it's critical. It's like a satire of awful people, which is hard to watch. The no, but it rebuke. wasn't news that the people were awful. <laughs> That's my part. That was my issue. It's like, yeah, I don't no, know that if I saw it today like, that I would rich think it's white good. people are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, that's the theme of life now. Yeah. Of our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of old news. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so back to aviation. And <laughs> speaking of uh, rich white people, you have opinions about planes. Now you are telling me and I appreciate you looking out for me, that yeah. should the person who's going from my show to Greg's show to Dave's show offer me a ride on their private jet, don't take it. I mean, you probably should because you're not me and crippled by all of your fears. You should live your life well, and be happy and enjoy it. I will continue to be crippled by my own fears and I would be like, I'm going on Southwest. But in general, are private jets more dangerous? I can't believe I really want to get to the bottom of this. Small, planes might, small planes might be slightly mm. more dangerous than yeah. large planes, right? Mm. The only real memorable, pla- uh, tragic private jet that I can think of is Payne Stewart. Remember that? The golfer guy? Oh, well, but, but, but also the one buddy, I don't know with the buddy how was a jet. guy, Aaliyah. Aaliyah's, that was probably a JFK's jet. entire family. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. Bobby guys. Kennedy was hit by a small jet. Right. Very yes. small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I know that's isn't that that's a thing. Celebrities, they their planes go down all the time. Yeah, yeah. most oh, celebrities. But I should get on that Paul Songus. But Aaliyah, they put too much luggage on the plane. I, that was a problem. They did, there. but that's one of the issues. Same with the Blink One Eighty Two plane. That guy survived, but someone oh. else died on the plane. And well, I will have my guitar. They had over, overloaded <laughs> it. So don't have anything in your pocket. Don't overload it. Yeah, if you like, have I haven't even lost the pregnancy weight, so I don't think I should get on. Mm. Okay, I really got us off track right away, and I want to apologize. No, I got off. I got us off track. I started off track. Okay, Wendy, you've had a baby. Since I had a we baby. Yeah. Um, need to hear how that went. Now, if I recall, and I don't know if I know this from a text or hearing you say it. Um, you said that you had a dramatic water breaking. I did because here's what happened. By the at the end of my pregnancy, the only time I was really comfortable was when I was in a swimming pool, and my oldest son's friend was having a birthday party at one of the Burbank public pools, and so we went to that, and then we got home. So I had been swimming. I'm so excited this story moved to the next step and mm. didn't involve you ruining a pool. Out it there. didn't. <laughs> I thought that's but that's I have frequently like felt relieved that that didn't happen because anyway, so we got home and I sat on the couch and Jeff was making some dinner. The kids had already eaten pizza. I'm telling you a lot of details you don't need to know. <laughs> I like details. And then I stood what up. What kind of jacket were you wearing? I wasn't oh, yeah. wearing a jacket. I think I still had my bathing suit on and some cover-up type clothing. Maternity and then I... suit or just a big suit? <laughs> Maternity suit, <laughs> okay. I think. <laughs> and then <laughs> just a big suit. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have any big suits? Especially in the middle. Some that are big in the middle, but Not regular everywhere else. I want to continue suit. wearing this, and I like it a little baggy most in the of the middle. time. When I, and to get double what use if I want to do it. like a fun, hilarious thing where I put a beach ball in my suit and pretend to be pregnant later. You want that option. You want to have the option at least. <laughs> So anyway, we were home and I was sitting on the couch with one of my other children and I stood up to like put him to bed or something. And I was like, what the, there was a strange sensation. Mm. And then I went back into the bathroom and I, I don't know what, if listeners, if there will be listeners who've had their water break, but it is so unusual because something is streaming out of your body and mm -hmm. you have no control over it. <laughs> Because I kept thinking to myself, even though I knew I was 38 and a half weeks pregnant, I kept saying to myself, am I peeing? <laughs> even though I knew I wasn't. It didn't feel like peeing. Mm -hmm. And there was so much liquid coming out of my body Whoa. that I was like, what is happening? But it's still, I texted my friend Amy, who was going to come over if we had to rush to the hospital. And I was like, I think my water might have broken. Stand by. As like water is just gushing out of my body and I'm getting towel after towel to put on the floor because it's my water breaking. Yeah. And finally I was like, no, my water's breaking. Because I, go I Googled like mm -hmm. water breaking signs. Which it can't Even just stop for a second. This please. sounds like you stood up. Oh, am I peeing? Then your child is looking at you the whole time. No, no, no. Then you have time to shoot off a text to a friend. No, no, no. Stand by. Then Google it while it's still just rushing. It wasn't. You're not wrong about most of this. What okay. you're wrong about <laughs> is that when I stood up, an odd sensation happened. And then I went back to the bathroom oh, by myself. Okay. okay. To see what was going on. Mm. I had and it there as were no, more of a But standoff. the kids did come in and out during this time. <laughs> because I kept sort of opening the door to be like, Jeff, I think my water's breaking. <laughs> and then I did. I, I texted. I Googled. And it was continuing to happen. It happened 
happens in kind of fits and starts, mm-hmm. apparently. And it was all over the floor. To this day, I don't know what ha- became of those towels. I guess I put them in the laundry, probably. But it's just water. It's not like it's crazy. So yeah, I Googled like, what are the signs? Like it would smell like pee if it was pee. And I was like, <laughs> doesn't smell like pee. I have my water broke. No, it was clear. Mm-hmm. And so then we got in the car and I'm under the impression that we're in like a sitcom and like, we got to get to the hospital mm-hmm. right away because um, I'm in labor. But then when I got there, first, first thing I did was burst into tears when the receptionist asked, or the nurses asked me how I was. I was like, <laughs> I'm afraid. And then I started crying. Aww. So great first impression. And then I wasn't, you, you can, your water can break. They can just kick it open. The baby can like kick the sack mm-hmm. and your water breaks, but you're not in labor. So then they had to induce me. Oh. That must be a fun feeling for a baby. Yeah, I think so. Powerful. Be, yeah, yeah. Already accomplishing stuff. Yeah. Mm. He changed stuff already. And then. Right. Because once your water breaks, they want you to have the baby within 24 hours because there's a risk of infection for some exactly. reason. Yeah. So they had to induce me. So then I got induced and got an epidural at the same time. My gynecologist will do whatever it takes that you do not feel pain. That's so nice. So she gave me the epidural first. Oh, wow. And then induced me. Oh, that's good. Even though I just was on a light dose of epidural and then they induced me and then I watched a full season of Sex and the City all night long by myself while Jeff slept. They told me to sleep, but I was like, what? Like, I can't sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And then they thought they might have to give me a C-section because it wasn't progressing. Mm -hmm. But then suddenly it progressed. And then I had the baby at like, so I went to the hospital at like 830 at night. And then I had the baby the next day at like 430, I think. Um, So it wasn't bad. That's pretty good. No, 430 p.m. Hmm. We had a long day of just like sitting and waiting. We watched Mm -hmm. uh, Ocean's 8 with my doctor. She just sat, <laughs> literally sat down in our room. She didn't have any other patients That's there that so day. That's so nice. So yeah. she just sat with us and watched Ocean's 8. And then it was time to push. I pushed for 12 minutes, so I beat my record. Was this the same doctor that you had your first baby with? Yes. Oh, yeah. How great. Uh, okay, now a very specific question. Did, was your, were you dilated at all? When I went in, I don't think so. No, not so at all. So they had to do like the full, the full, they, induction. full induction. Yeah. With, Pitocin. And, but there's a, so when I got induced, they gave me the choice was either like Cytotec or Cervidil to dilate your, to get your cervix to yes, start to they dilate. They gave me something. Yeah. I don't know what it one was. One takes forever and the other one's fast, but there's people who are afraid of the fast one and it's a whole thing. Oh. But you didn't, but they gave me one of those. Okay. I don't and know you what didn't it was. feel any of it. That's awesome. I didn't feel a goddamn thing. Yeah. Till and afterwards. then your baby was there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It, like all things considered, pretty low drama, a little dramatic at the beginning, right? But then, so no with drama. Ma- with your first, you did not uh, have water breaking, right? No, I just went into labor. Yes, yeah, they That's had to break my water for a me. Th- a thing that you don't know, because in movies there's often a dramatic water breaking scene, is that I think it's something like only ten percent. Yeah, of women's rare. water breaks. Yeah, even when you go into labor, right? They have to break it for you at the hospital. Yes. Yeah, or that's, a, that's a scary tool. When they're like, oh, we're going to break the water and they have With that this, like, like harpoon. Uh, and it's yes. Like, right. right. Yeah, I don't remember it, yeah. but yeah. It's frightening. They broke Allison's water when I was out of the room, so I didn't get and to. They didn't want you to see the harpoon. I guess so. Yeah. It is like a big crochet hook. Yeah. I mean, it's I remember them showing fork. it to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It must have been a hard. Sorry. I'm sorry. But that just must have been a quite a kick 
if it takes this really sharp thing from the outside. Uh, it could also be just the sack broke. I'm old, so like I guess it can just you have a brittle sack. A brittle sack. <laughs> I got diagnosed with brittle sack, freaky sack. Yeah, so. yeah. I had a weird thing with Owen where I, I was actually just thinking about this today. I was feeling it was like six or eight days before my induction was scheduled for a couple of days later. I was feeling crampy, and I remember texting with my mom saying, "I'm having, I have, I'm having trouble thinking because I have really bad cramps." Like, but I don't think it's labor. (laughs) Right. uh, um, And then I took a nap and they went away. So I thought, oh, it really isn't labor because they say that when labor starts, if it, it like doesn't stop. Right. Um, But then all of a sudden I sat up in bed and I felt all this wetness. And again, I, yeah, I felt like, did I just piss myself? Like, what was this? Yeah. Um, So then we went, then I actually was in labor, but they ended up having to break my water again later because I guess the bag can have like, like the bag can break partly. Like it can have oh. like the sort of like there it has layers. Hmm. They call it the four bag. Hmm. Or oh, I don't know if the four bag. Clear the way, we got a four bag in here. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly four like that. <laughs> so how about those Niners, Dave? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh yeah, Super Bowl bound. That was great. They um <laughs> Were you feeling out out uh, estrogen? I, I just I had to throw a little dude talk dude talk right. in there for the dudes for the Super I've never Bowl. Had their uh, bags burst. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, did you find that it all came back? Because you have four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my oldest is nine. Mm-hmm. I have a four and a three year old. A four-year-old and a three-year-old, and now the baby. I'm going to change my question. My okay. question is, has it all changed in all these years? What do you mean? Has what changed? Baby rearing. Oh, only the snoo. This new bassinet that'll rock your baby to sleep mm-hmm. at night when you put him back in. That is great. If you can afford a snoo, or if you're having a baby shower, instead of getting a bunch of random ass gifts, make everyone go in on helping you get the snoo, or you can rent a snoo. Is that the one the that price goes point like... is insane. Yes. No, it, it rocks back and forth like this. It's The you know, price point is insane, but for us, I would say worth it. I've you, never experienced such a smooth transition back to sleep. You know of a that baby. Dr. Harvey Karp, who does the five S's. Yes. Um, happiest he, baby on the yes, block. happiest baby on the block. Who was Greg Fitz? He was Greg Fitzsimmons' physician, uh, pediatrician, by the way. His yeah, and he's not a weird like huh. anti-vax physician. No. Yeah. some of those other weird LA Actually, his, guys. If you, if anyone out like there's baby having a baby, check out his videos yeah happiest baby on the block is just straight up fine good baby advice yeah yeah but i think he he like co-created he invented the snail yes i remember texting with your with your sister's husband ask when they because they were posting pictures of the snail and i'm like do you recommend this i need to know yeah did you guys get this new we didn't oh um we did not but i've heard that it's amazing what's the likelihood you could rig one up make it yourself make one yourself yeah um, you could a hundred percent that you could. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Great. Oh, looking yeah. at a picture, it doesn't look that complicated. So nice. No, yes. it's it's good. It's good. That's that's it. That's it. In terms of baby rearing changes for me. Do you remember? It was like when I was in fourth grade. All the rage. Do was, we do remember, remember when you were in fourth? Grade? Do you guys I remember, remember when I was in fourth? I grade? Yeah, hell yeah. I don't remember it at all. Oh yeah, we were doing the we were doing the podcast back then. You came oh, on all the time. I did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. think you were in. 
You were in fourth grade too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been in the same grade. The right. Whole time. It's, uh, we, forever. Yeah. Um, anyway, there were these clocks that were powered by potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yes. That was such a hot thing back then. Like, oh my God, the potato can power a digital clock. Yeah. Yeah. I we feel did like that it, for a science fair for mm-hmm. my oldest. I think it still comes in if you like were watching a show and they went into someone's apartment. Maybe it's cops and you look around and you see the potato clock. You're like, this guy's eccentric. <laughs> we just kind of know something about yeah. who's just think- making potato clocks. And then later clocks? he's eating the potato. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't know what and time you're it like, is. No rules for this guy. Yeah, I love that guy. Do you think it's very unpredictable? Do you think potatoes are bitter that they're no longer valued like they used to be? Like we used to power clocks. Now you guys. Yeah. But they still no, do. I'm, tell- I'm here to tell you they still do. Well, they have that potential. Yeah. Right. But maybe but that's no all they it. do. Hmm. With everyone being all keto. I'm just saying if you had the ability to power a clock and people just didn't care, it'd be sad. Well, I think if they could uh, harness that, turn that into like charge your phone off a potato. Oh, yeah. Man, no. Oh, that would talking. be. I would love to see a lady driving around LA <laughs> with her phone plugged into a potato on the seat of her car. Like a really. You should just do that. Classy, like, not, like in like, a Mercedes. Like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. A high class lady, a Lisa Vanderpump type. Yes. Charging her phone on a potato in her car. Do you think <laughs> she <Bentley>. would? <laughs> I would love it. Now, would it be like some special uh, snooty potato, like a fingerling mm. or a russet? Or do you feel that she would have like just a regular yellow potato? Just, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's a snooty. A russet is a regular. Yeah. A yellow oh. is a special, in my opinion. Oh, my God. I've had it <laughs> wrong. Let me open the floor. But I don't feel like no. a small uh, yellow potato is a regular. Something. You're right. I was thinking russet means red. Mm-mm. So that means just a big baking potato, yeah, right? Yeah, that is a baking potato. Right. That's Arrested. honestly what I'd like to see. A very large baking potato, Lisa <laughs> yeah. Vanderpump, and a right. car. I feel like she'd have those purple potatoes. Aren't there red russets too? The little guys are also... Russet's a brand, right? Is it? I think... No, I think russet is a... A type? A russet? type? Russet is a misleading... Evidently a misleading name But how for a great would potato. it be if you were next to her and her phone rang and she accidentally picked up the potato? <laughs> <laughs> then so you're good. in business. Yeah. You'd love to see that little TikTok of that. I then, would. Especially if she looked over at you and was like, we've all been I here. Know. Kind of that And look. then you're like, oh my God, it's Lisa Vanderpump. And then a car hits her car. <laughs> oh, that would be something. And that's how we lose her. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it took a turn. It took it really oh, unexpectedly. I know. What a way to so go. So you, you start seeing her death in a very... Oh, that's whimsical. And then she's just blasted out of your sight line so viciously that her life has ended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've changed. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a lot more hardcore now <laughs> than I have kids. Kids turned her punk. They did, yeah. really. Thrasher style. How Wait. is having four kids? It's fine. It's fine. I mean, having two toddlers is much more hard than having a baby. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. Yes. That is something we noticed as well. Because with Elliot, everything seemed really, really hard. And I was like, I just didn't, I just didn't know what I was signing up for. Um, And then once we had Owen, I realized, at least for me, suddenly everything with the baby seems easier. Elliot's still the one who's really hard. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I think just because baby, I think that I made everything harder than it needed to be when he was a baby just because i was adjusting to to wait right. you know to being a mother yeah um once you know what you're doing it's yeah. I, I, it's like video games like the the challenge gets harder but you level up so it's like now we're at the point where 
those initial challenges aren't as hard. Yeah. But this he, Elliot's about to turn three, and it's um, challenging. Toddlers yeah. are a lot harder than babies mm-hmm. to me. I yeah. think all toddlers. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. strong. You have to pick them up. They're like they have opinions. They're just harder. Yes, and then they get more reasonable, and then it's fine again. It's just like imagine dealing with a huge asshole who doesn't want to do anything. But you have to get them to do it. And that's your life is getting them to do something that they don't want to do all the time. I wouldn't say he's a huge asshole. And I know that you don't mean that either, but I think that it's going to be misconstrued. D- jerk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like the behavior of an asshole. He's not an asshole. He's a kid. But like someone who just never wants to do, you know, that's that's kind of right. That every night it's mm-hmm. like a brand new idea that you would have to go to bed. Yeah, yes. like every <laughs> night is a reset of like now we're going to go to bed and it's like what? Like it's just yeah. There's and then yeah. if you have a routine, they know the steps that lead to bed, and so it won't be the bed they're objecting to. It's the five steps before the bed they're objecting to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, and our three-year-old doesn't understand what the phrase "I promise" means. So we'll be like, "You have to go to bed now," and he'll go, "No, I promise." <laughs> like, no, but you have to brush your teeth. No, no, I promise. I promise. It's like he's reassuring us that it's fine that he doesn't okay. do it, but he uses it for absolutely everything. And we're like, it doesn't mean what he thinks, but he will not give it up. Like. What? One of my favorite stories of your kids is the uh, plight dinner conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they get in trouble. (laughs) This is uh, our three-year-old again. If he gets in trouble and then we sort of need to reset, there'll be a pause and then he'll go, what's your favorite animal? (laughs) (laughs) Like as the ultimate way to like make a polite conversation happen is what's your favorite animal? Actually, three and four-year-old both do it, but mostly the three-year-old. I love it. Um, you know what else I love? Rothy's shoes. Certainly you're familiar with Rothy's super stylish, comfortable flats for women and girls made out of plastic recycled water bottles. Now you hear recycled water bottles and that sounds crunchy and you think I don't want that on my shoes. No, Rothy's are like really comfortable. <laughs> That's like the sound you would think they would make. Right. Dave blew his nose in the background. It was. <laughs> he tried to get as far away as he could. He got in the corner, but it's a very small room. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't know that they're even going to have heard that, oh. but we heard that. <laughs> but that's okay. Sometimes you got to blow your nose, and I appreciate. I'll go outside next time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make you self conscious. I really am trying to think of a segue to get back to shoes. Speaking of self-conscious, you won't be self-conscious in your Rothy's. Uh, Rothy's has quickly grown to be a most loved, gotta have them brand. And it's no surprise they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, really all in one pair of shoes with the perfect flats for life on the go. Now, there's two people who wear Rothy's that I like to mention. Kathleen, our dog walker, who said they're the only shoes she can wear straight out of the box and they don't give her blisters. And also Meghan Markle. She had them on when she walked right away from her royal duties. Oh, yes, I went there. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I don't know what's wrong with me. But here's the thing. There's zero break-in period with these shoes. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. Go to rothys.com slash Allison to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash Allison today. And we're back. <laughs> How was Canada? We've talked on this show before about the fact that I find the Canadian listeners to be 
extra vocal in a way that I love. Um, one person, I think it was a person who said, Hey, we got tickets. Thanks for mentioning on the show. And then after the show, she just sent a message. Hey, great show, but didn't say hello, which I thought was very strange. And just, I guess giving like, you your space. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, people do that all the time. I, I, I forget that a lot of times I think podcast listeners enjoy it because they, you can be as introverted as you want. You mm-hmm. just kind of listen in. And so maybe she was like, would feel too weird talking to essentially a stranger or who knows, or maybe she didn't like the show, but she sent a message that was very positive of the show. I feel like all the shows were pretty fun. It was so insanely cold. It was like 50 below in Celsius, which is twenties ish. I think in um, Fahrenheit, it was outrageous. I couldn't, really explore and see too much of the city because mm-hmm. of that. And then uh, I really loved the club. I thought the staff was great. And every crowd was really fun, except the Saturday early show was probably top three worst collections of people I've ever performed for. Oh. What happened? Mm-hmm. It just, I can't even describe it in a way that sounds realistic. It was people chatting, which, yeah, okay, it's Saturday, it's early there. They've been cooped up. It's terrible weather. They're out. They just, and I keep resetting every five minutes. You guys good? And trying to like, can you keep it down here? And there's just, it. conversation just keeps kind of opening up. Was it one table or? No, it was like sprinkled through the throughout the room. So I'd get, you know, control, uh, so to speak, on this table. And then it would crop up over here. And like the set is fairly challenging. It's not a lot of like who's drinking. And so they just felt very like we're here for jokes about like s- sex being weird or who knows. I don't mean to diminish but their it expectations. Is weird. Oh, it it would, is very They weird. would love my act. Sex, <laughs> sex is weird with Wendy Malano. <laughs> I kept referencing that. Yeah. Like, Come Next back. Time and... I'll, I'll send you with like a tape. I love me it. And a v- and a VHS player. Please do. Okay. And I'll wheel it in like old style yeah. TV club. <laughs> for just maybe everyone who wants that could go to that part yeah. of the room and you can press play and then do your cool stuff over there. <laughs> cool joke. And I'm comedy. just like, do you ever see a penis? <laughs> it looks like a snake. That would have killed. Killed. Yeah. <laughs> At some point it got, this woman was talking so much and I, you know, it was like over and over and 15 or 20 minutes in, I was like, what's going on? And she's covering her mouth like a three or four year old and going, I'm trying to stop. I just can't. Can't stop what? Interrupting your show? Just talking. I can't stop Mm. talking. It was the most juvenile thing I've ever seen an adult do, or at least in a recent memory. So that really flabbergasted me. Did you have a condition? Yeah. Was this just a comedy club or was was there another thing they would be expecting to see there? No, it was a comedy club. I, I, it had to have been just a. I, I there's no way that's normal. I, I think I just caught a weird. A lot of them were tipsy, so they're a little. In, and then finally, I never do this. Maybe 25 minutes in, I just, I started to go into a premise, and one of the drunk tables went, ugh, at the uh. thought of it, at the start of a joke, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I go, did you just awe the idea of starting a new? And she, they were like, sorry, you know, like they didn't deny it. They were just kind of like, it was nuts. And they were sitting right in the front, and then other people off to the side started kind of chipping in, like someone said on to the next or something like that. It was starting to get oh, like wow. a heckle fest. And I was like, all right, well, I, this is insane. I'm not going to just keep trying to force my jokes on you. So I just stood there and chatted with them, mostly talking about how much I disliked them and how dumb I thought they were. <laughs> and I mean, I, I never do I this, that. but I was like, well, what do you Cretans want to talk about? <laughs> and a guy on do the they side say sex is weird. 
a woman I cannot I, I'm not making this up at one point I was like you just have this energy as if you wanted to come and hear a lot of pussy jokes which I never really say that word but felt it was assessing them and then 10 minutes into my little meltdown she says something to like her table and I go oh do you have something she goes no 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 she's kind of bashful and then people later described her as a hockey mom and mm. I guess that's a term in Canada like it's very noticeable this type and uh, I go no no what was it and she turns around and she goes well you mentioned it I mean are you when are you going to get to some pussy jokes and she genuinely wanted to hear some and i was like i don't think you got the gist of what i was i wasn't promising i'd get to some <sighs> and then a guy off to the side goes no science like openly just don't man we don't want to hear any more sciencey type stuff oh, it was <laughs> sort of a nightmare not as a comedian but just as like you think that's how society is especially via the internet and stuff mm -hmm. And then you really see it, people, and people are like clamoring for it. Yeah, this guy's right. And then I, I really kind of lost it. And then <laughs> this one guy goes, what, I thought he was on my side. He goes, what are your thoughts on Charles Darwin? And so I likened Darwin giving his research to people as just a, a, a bigger version of what I was going through. A bunch of idiots like not accepting it. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then I realized he was asking me that because he thought he was going to burn me somehow. So then he goes... I said, like, I complimented him. Like, oh, that's a tough question. You're sitting right next to the no science people. And he goes, I actually believe in God. And I go, oh, all right, man. I don't. And he goes, I don't need to hear anymore from you. I'm going out to have a smoke. And then he got up and left the room. Oh, my God. It was the weirdest collection of people. And then it was just like 20 minutes of me really having a breakdown as to what society really is. And it was so disappointing because we think that's the states. We think that's uneducated, rural. Amer and it was just right in the middle of Canada. And I was so disappointed. But I also wondered, like, is this happening more now? Or when it happens, do we think it's like the internet? And so we notice it more and we fear its pervasiveness? Because like, some lady I had pulled up outside of, sorry, my life is so glamorous, outside of a Poquito Moss <laughs> to pick up some food for my family. And Milo was had just gotten diagnosed with, he was sick and he'd gotten the flu or whatever. So I was going to just run in and grab something or he was going to stand right outside the door. Their pickup is right by the door. This sounds more and more glamorous as I say it. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Do you have to be invited he, to get food there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to be only. a member. Because <laughs> he had the flu, I didn't want him to infect anyone else. Mm -hmm. So I was like, stand right by the door. I'm going to reach in and like grab our takeout. And as we were like leaving... He didn't have a seatbelt on yet. And a woman pulled up next to me and started like saying horrible. She was like, it's people like you that like I was trying to get out of my spot and wasn't doing it fast enough for her. And then because I'm crazy, I followed her. Oh, wait, wait, wait. you are you are Hold my on. wish fulfillment. Wait, I've always wanted. To I want to hear that. Like that. But what did what was she mad about? I don't that I didn't it. pull out of the spot fast. Enough okay. As my son was trying to get his seatbelt on. I didn't pull out fast enough. And so it was one of the things that got me wondering is, is the world becoming more like the internet mm -hmm. comment section or is it that I fear that? And so I notice it more and right. I put more weight in it because I followed her and then she pulled into a driveway. And so I blocked her with my car <laughs> and I can't remember if I just rolled down the window or I got out and I was like, what are you, what, what were you thinking? And I was like, I have a child in the car and he didn't have his seatbelt on yet. What did you think you, you deserved there? 
or when she was like, nah, nah, nah. I like, it's hard for me to remember even what she said. Like she did not want to be followed and confronted mm-hmm. though. And it made me very happy to have yeah. done so. I mean, I'm glad she didn't have a gun or something because mm-hmm. she might've felt like I was attacking her right. or something. But I was like, I was like, you're a terrible person. You shouldn't talk to people that way or whatever. And then I left because she had said like, you fucking bitch. Like, like, and like that I was what was wrong with the world because I hadn't, she literally said, you're what's wrong with the world because I didn't pull out of my spot fast enough. Right. But then I was what like, is it, are, is it, somehow like people now think they can just say things anonymously to your face is it happening yeah or am i imagining i I had one last year that uh i was picking up a friend and Mm -hmm. i didn't really know you know they don't have a driveway it was kind of like one of those beverly hills you can pull off to the side kind of a bike lane but not quite Mm -hmm. it says no no parking here not no stopping so i pull up there is plenty of room around me and my friend texts i'll be right out so i'm there hazard lights on and then all of a sudden i hear some honking next to me and I or behind me, and I look in the rear view and kind of do like a go around, and he's still just laying on the horn, and I'm like, you got there's no one coming in the other go around, and then he pulls up next to me and rolls down his window. I'm like, oh god, and he looks like such a coffee shop sort of snobby L.A. person. I roll down the window, as he's doing this, a truck comes in the other direction and stops next to him in the oncoming lane. So he's like, hey man, can you read that sign in front of you? And I go, yeah, it's, it says nope, I'm not parked. I'm just stopped here briefly. And he goes. Because uh, can you be less of an entitled asshole? Oh <laughs> like my. instantly like that, and what? I go. By this point, though, all of the cars behind him have started honking because yeah. he's blocking the lane right. to go. He's... So I go, look what you're doing. And then he wanted to rebuttal, but the cars were just going nuts. So then he took off. But I was like, that was such an unnecessary interaction. That's very similar to like, oh, on the internet, I just do this. I don't think and I, I have just another react. one too. But I know we probably. I don't know if we have time for it. But I have one. We more. do have yeah, time. Okay. But first. I need to say a couple things. And one of them is about Lumines's award-winning airbrush makeup system. If you're tired, and I know you are, David. I know you're tired of traditional liquid foundation and powders. I was just saying that. <laughs> which can make you look older. I know. It's, yeah. the, the timing is right is on. wonderful. They can make you look older, gathering into fine lines and wrinkles. Now is the time, David, to experience the Luminous Silk Airbrush System with skin-loving four-in-one airbrush foundation. Uh, so... Oftentimes, when you're having your makeup done for TV, uh, they will have this neato little device that's an airbrush makeup thing, and then they spray it on your face, and you're like, oh my God, it's flawless. How can I get my hands on one of these? I'm telling you how. It used to be that you couldn't. I don't know what kind of credentials you had to have or money you had to have, but now you too can own one of these. And I love that it's a four-in-one system, so it's got... You know, whatever your skin concern is, uh, the Luminous Silk Airbrush System can uh, can can take care of it. Um, it uses ten times less makeup, uh, younger looking coverage, hydrolyzed silk in the formula, foundation plus concealer plus corrector plus primer. I'm taking mine to San Francisco with me, so if I look extra beautiful, you'll know why. Luminous Air has a limited time offer for you right now. Go to trysilk.com slash best friend to get 60% off your Luminous Silk 4-in-1 airbrush system. That's trysilk.com slash best friend. Get smoother, fuller, and more natural looking foundation coverage. Visit trysilk.com slash best friend today. So uh, today on my one-on-one Monday show, I had Courtney Friel, who is a KTLA newscaster, also, she has 10 years sober, and she just released a book called um, The News at 10, Kicking Booze and Breaking News. And she actually just went viral 
um, because there's a very quick story in her book where Donald Trump hit on her and like suggested <gasps> she come over to his on the oh, phone to kiss. Yes, that's her. Oh, to kiss. Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's really just a quick <laughs> thing in her book, um, but it, it, you know, was was headline grabby. Um, but anyway, she like used to be this just a like, crazy partier, um, and then her husband said to her. Uh, if you don't go to rehab, I'm divorcing you. And she went to rehab, got sober. They had divorced anyway, but they have a like enviably amicable situation. But anyway, point being, how she's, does that work? She is really good friends with his wife and actually helped his wife. So all three of them are newscasters. But and, how do you do the divorce? Work? Oh, Kendall <laughs> <laughs> has his pen out. Yeah, yeah she He's gave me some notes. notes. I'll People are okay. seeing your visual yeah. joke, and I want to make. <laughs> Thank you. I want them to know it was good timing, very <laughs> casual. You gotta click it into the mic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, she is very, very, very into meditation. Um, and speaks about it in a way that I've heard other people, like Nikki Glazer is very into meditation. Um, and she was saying that it, it allows her to not take things personally. Like if someone is like a sh- is shitty to her in traffic and calls her names, it just bounces off. And I was thinking, I can't even imagine that because my one of my biggest triggers is things like what we're talking about where I feel like it's so unfair and unjust that, that person just yelled at me. And like I said, Wendy, you're my hero for following her because <laughs> I have been so <laughs> tempted. Like, And it's specifically with Elliot when he was a baby in the car that I really wanted to like run someone off the road and get out and yell at them. It was very intense. I uh, see, and I, I think meditate? I need to not. But I don't do it all the time. It's that instance I did it, and then I recently did it at Zoo Lights. I'm not oh. sure I want to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Is this your other story? Or this is, is my other story. Even, okay. Can I tell it really quick? You can tell it really that, long. So we took all four kids to Zoo Lights, and we had one kid who wanted to leave. And one kid who was desperate to stay. The the one who says, I promise. <laughs> so he was in full so wait, what, I promise mode. What, like we had done. What is Zoo Lights? Zoo Lights is at the LA Zoo. It's just a bunch of light displays. We mm-hmm. go every year. The kids love it. We always usually have a good time. And we did this year too. But then when it was time to go, we had finished the last thing. You do this loop and there's a tunnel. And like we told them like, okay, now we're going to the car. And my three-year-old was just like full on, I promise. No, he <laughs> loved it so much that he didn't want to leave. Oh. He d- he gets this way also anytime we go to Travel Town, like mm-hmm. to the point where it's hard to take him because we know this like yeah. sadness is coming. So he was in full. So two things happened in a row. First, he laid down on the ground and I was in the process of trying to get him up, but I also had the baby and the Bjorn on mm-hmm. me. So I'm trying to physically get him up, but I can't really. And Jeff has walked about 20 feet away and it's loud. And I was like, Jeff... Jeff, like, come back and help me with, with Matthew so, I could, so you can pick him up. And a person stopped and started talking not to me, but to my child who was laying on the ground and said, not to me, to mm. my child, said, are you okay? Do you want me to pick you up? <laughs> that was weird. And I turned to them and I go, we're fine, thank you. And they were like, oh, you are? Okay. And walked away and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And then... Jeff came back and picked him up and he is uh, a, a a healthy child. He is like when you are holding him and he is squirming, it is like trying. It's like a bag of wet sand that's come to life and you have to transport <laughs> like across a zoo. Like it's not a great situation. So he's screaming mm. and Jeff's holding him. And we're just at this point, like, let's get to the car. Mm-hmm. Every parent has been through this. Every parent. 
So Jeff's holding him and Matthew's screaming and we're walking through and we walk by a man who's probably in his 50s, but like a handsome, hip 50-year-old man who's with a very attractive 25-year-old girl. He's taking her picture and I'm thinking they're probably on a date. Mm-hmm. And as we pass, he says aloud, are you are you allowed to beat up that kid? Oh, my Ooh. God. Yes. And so he thought I he was being funny I, that see, I don't know whether he thought he was being funny or he I don't know what was happening. But we walked about five feet. And then I said to Jeff, I was like, did that guy say that? And he was like, he did. And I was like. I'm going to talk to him. And so I turned around and went back and I was like, what did you say? And he said, are you, I, I, uh, uh, and then he repeated it. I can't even say it again. And then I was like, and I was like, why would you say that? And he's like, it was a joke. Was it not funny? Like that, like dead. Like, was he like nervous? No, he seemed completely fine. Mm -hmm. And I still to this day cannot imagine that was my thing about the internet anonymous comments. Right. Like, did he think he was commenting anonymously to our faces <laughs> when right. he said right. it the first time? Because he seemed surprised that we went back. And I was just like, that's awful. Don't say that. And then we left and went towards the car because I could tell he wasn't the type of guy who was like going to learn anything yeah. from it. But I also can't figure out what the joke was. Like, it was so crazy yeah. that I, like, I am beyond, I, I that, don't know. I think that is something that's new, which is this idea that you can say something nasty and call it a joke and not have it actually have to be funny or a joke. But also the proximity to the person is right. what disturbed me. I was like, who was the joke for? Right. Did the girl hear the joke? Was the joke for us? Was it just for you? Was it a joke? What's happening? I like, it was a... very weird. <clears throat> I, w- I would say, that, uh, offer this as a potential solution that is probably a less than 1% chance of being an accurate thing. It could be from a part of the world where that's like a common phrase they say to each other. No, no, no. He was 100% just a guy from LA. Ah, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's lost in translation. (laughs) Like it means beautiful child in In, in Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. But he, he said... Can we feed that child to the wolves? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm right there with you, buddy. Can I bake your child in a pie? <laughs> oh, oh, in the village they laugh. They oh, love they that laugh one. in the village when that laugh Oh, is that's said. one of my it means favorites. He's a healthy, beautiful boy. <laughs> it was bananas. I can't even capture his tone, but I think how I said it was basically his tone. Can you beat up that child? It was like, are, are you allowed to? But did he mean beat- him do it or you? I don't know. I, it's gross. Is, there is pick, so many. It out. It's just the phrase itself is so like vile. Up is so. It is so, a kind of violent. Wild. Yeah. It wasn't like. Do you think you could take that child? It was like. Are we allowed to beat up that child? Yes. That's how I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it that's was weird. absolutely bonkers. It was one of the most bonkers things I've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth. And and also though, I need to stop turning around and going back <laughs> to these people. Because yeah, it's not gonna them, work out yeah, great every time. You're right. It's, I am going this is how I die. Yeah. Basically, probably. Is As confronting a hero. Someone. Like I As said, again, this is my wish fulfill, except that like it doesn't really seem like it's that satisfying ultimately. It was not but in any way. That's why I should let it go. I always want to do this though. Yes. I always oh, want I to do it. it all the time. But again, apparently with meditation, it'll just roll off our backs and we'll see that it's their problem. Maybe next time we do the show, we'll all just silently meditate for an hour. <laughs> yes. Well, there you could be that guy, or here's a positive, more uplifting story. 
Luke Perry, who by all accounts was a prince. I think Colin Hanks shared the story. He was on a flight with him, mm. and there was a baby just crying the entire flight, or for a substantial, a substantial amount of time. And then Luke Perry just showed up and produced from his pocket a balloon and blew it up and tied it, and, get, and the kid just played with it and stopped crying. Oh, wow. And then he was at the baggage claim, and the person telling the story, which I'd pretty sure was Colin Hanks was like I mentioned that and he goes oh yeah I just started flying with balloons because I've been that parent before and I know how helpless you feel so you could be that guy too Jesus ah. that's so sweet yeah, it's been nice what a guy why did this story not take off <clears throat> yeah I don't know we're I, too focused on negative stuff I think yeah, yeah. we were at a I can't I'm, try, I'm trying to remember where we were um, recently we walked into a restaurant with the boys and it was a restaurant where there were kids. It was like a family friendly place that I remember, but I don't remember which one it was. And I just remember the looks on a lot of people's faces of just like, Oh, kids. Like they were, you know, sometimes you get these looks from people that don't have kids when they're like, Oh no, is this going to be like a whole loud scene? Wait, was it the Talleyrand? Maybe. Because that place is like the most casual diner. Have you been there, Wendy? I haven't been, but I've looked, I've gazed at it. Yeah. It's like Denny's level. Yeah. It, we. That's all we do now is go to places like that. We're not walking right. into like, a, you know, a fan. Well, I guess we have, but whatever. But the only but we'll thing I to... could think of was Spago. Yeah, that's not a current <laughs> restaurant. Spago, that's okay. we go back Spago in, time. in the 90s. Yeah. We did <laughs> take them to Spago in the 90s. We took them to Morton's, and it's like the best behave they've ever been. Maybe they just don't like when we go to... Maybe um, they're classy. I think yeah. children, <laughs> and they don't like the way you're treating them. That's yeah. right. Like, I they can... take the shape of their container. They're, if you take them someplace fancy, <laughs> yes. they're going to yeah. be you know, well-behaved. Right. Like I can see <laughs> if you go to, to a, a, a really nice <laughs> restaurant at 9 p.m. with your children on a set Friday or Saturday night. Sure. You know, okay. But that's not what we're doing. We're going at like 5.30 or 6 yes. or whatever. So, but I was just thinking, I at that night, I, I, I clocked their reactions, and I remember thinking like, like what's wrong with society that people don't feel like we're in solidarity anymore like you just feel like oh that you we're all against each other everybody's fucking against each other it's like we're, this is a family restaurant fuck off like children yeah they're the future just to p- p- put Damn a it. little pin <laughs> i think that should be their slogan this is a family restaurant fuck off, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. just to put a little pin in the luke perry balloon of um the kids today sentiment or what's wrong with the world today i do think throughout time there have always been assholes and jerks. yes that's what i'm wondering i think that because of the internet i think people are doing this but that guy might have just said that whether it was in the 90s and we were at spago yeah the guy at the zoo he was probably at Spago in the 90s. He seemed like that guy. He might have been <laughs> Wait, saying those kinds did, of things then. Did what you, did Spago in the 90s end up representing? A fancy oh, restaurant fancy? Okay. that you shan't take your children to. Spago in the 90s. <laughs> did Spago make a chopped salad? Like, what were they known? Or was it Wolfgang Oh, Puck? it was like those layered beet Wolfgang. salads, too. Like, beet, goat cheese, avocado. Beet, goat cheese, avocado in <laughs> yeah. a neat little tower. Like a tower. And yeah, your yeah. mind was just like... <laughs> right. When you come to Spago in the 90s, you're going to get your food later. Colorful. A beet salad. Yeah, a beet like a terrine. Is that called a terrine? I don't even know. But it was so classy. I bet Demi Moore would go there and just enjoy. I'm sure that like it's enjoy the shit out of that. Do you think the Brat Pack went there or is this post Brat Pack? Oof. When was the Brat Pack? The 80s or 90s? They were 80s. I think the chop salad was La Scala. That's what I'm thinking of. But... 
yeah, I, w- I never, I have not been to Spago in the 90s. I, I went in the 2000s one really? time. Yeah. How was it? It's like a time capsule. You can still get that beet salad, I think. Hell yeah. Is it yeah. even still there? I think so. You can get a table now. <laughs> right. I can't. You probably could. <laughs> oh, no. What did you do? Hmm. I <laughs> I criticized that be- the beet salad. I want to hear... I want to hear more about Wendy Molino's Sex is Weird that's <laughs> available only on VHS. Is yeah. it available only on VHS? Only on VHS, really unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea is to release it only on VHS. Yeah. Wendy's Sex is Weird is what it's called. <laughs> Was, Dave's seen it. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I, the, and she's not it. doing justice to the penises look like snakes. It's It's great. Yeah, because that's like a 45-minute Right, it's way longer. Section. Yeah, you just condensed it. Yeah, but... it's 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! But not on one tape, because we all know VHSs yeah. are like yeah. two hours each. So it's no, it's seven. a suitcase. You can get seven. Yeah. Dave sells them at a show yeah. for me. We've <laughs> right. made, how much have we made now? I mean, I have to pay so much to check my bag, and I'm only <laughs> able to sell them for and like I'm three dollars a tape. Back. I you keep saying that. I know, but I will. And I don't keep accurate receipts. And okay, some of the tapes have gotten damaged and shit. So people will buy them and be like, "There's only thirteen tapes in this one." <laughs> right. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. And then I put the guarantee on there, so they send them back. And so I haven't kept track of pluses and minuses in. But that would situation. you say we've made forty dollars? <laughs> Gross, yeah. yeah. We've grossed all together. All together. $40. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Was it a 14-hour stage show first or was it just straight to VHS? Um, yeah, it was uh no, it was a stage show. She's that's generous. It was just me with a camcorder. <laughs> yeah. And then she she hung a sheet up in like a living room and then Not which, my living room or his. Yeah. We were, uh separately we had both been booked to uh dog sit for our friends right and when we found that we'd both been we knew both of us wouldn't get paid and i was like let's turn this into something that'll make us money mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no, so th- there we th- were we in kyle's living room mm-hmm. we put up a sheet yeah. and then i did my show yeah did the dog hours. like it uh there well that was the other thing we got there there was no dog <sighs> so it was like That's we curious. were both booked to dog set mm. yeah and there were two of us there, no dog. I don't know what this guy was planning. Right. We were sued by the dog owner because it turns out the gate was, I guess, open. Yeah. I, when I went out to get the, I was uh, under some the props. impression I was supposed to be dog sitting at that place. Oh, I think we were. That's how we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how Dave and I met. Correct. Yeah. Just a funny accident that happened. And, and then it turned into this yeah. Wendy's Sex is Weird 14 <laughs> right. hour. Yeah performance yeah i had to tape i had to get two vcrs to tape each one onto the next one stack them all up label them but in the end it was worth it oh yeah so we're not even we haven't counted in the amount we spent on vcrs (laughs) no no i meant just gross uh, just sales fifty dollars worth of vcrs yeah and now we've made $40. Yeah. And I bought all those cleaners and tapes like that you need. Oh, and the, the head winders, cleaner. The head cleaner. I got all that stuff. I guess stuff. if any listeners are interested in taking one of these mm-hmm. off of our hands. <laughs> Wait. Why did you need two VCRs? Because I would record the, you know, I had the master. Oh, and yeah. And then I'd it right to the next one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you it worked pretty good. the rewinder that looks like a little car that you could put. Oh, no. I just got the generic one. That sounds pretty sweet, though. But then you, know you get like about? I I don't, but I want to. No, it was like a like a Spencer's gifts kind of thing where it's like you know you it looks like a fancy like sports car or something. This. You stick the tape in yeah. it and it rewinds it. 
Oh, I love that yeah. you needed a special machine to rewind your tape. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to watch the next thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about how VHS tapes had the option of it would be like two hours or six hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Like you that. had to set yeah. them on different but settings, right? You, I didn't know that. It, I was like, why would I choose two hours? I could get three. But it's the quality was so much less on the six hours. But they wouldn't tell you that. Oh. Right. So it's like, well, That makes sense. Yeah. Remember when you would rewind and just be like, I think it was, and then hit play and it would be like pretty much right where you wanted it and then you'd feel like you nailed it like you were a master technician of vcrs because yeah. otherwise you'd rewind and then it was <laughs> it would make that sound yeah and then you'd press play and ah like, oh, yeah i went all the way to the beginning mm-hmm. and then you'd try to go forward and <laughs> and then it would go we all had so much more patience then yeah we case. had no choice we didn't no choice um you know what's awesome if you have um i can't you guys i've lost my I was God's gift to segways. Yeah. I had won the award and everything. You got to go back to segway camp. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, you know, like how doctors Do have to keep their continuing education and they go to they conferences. Do? And I think so. I, I think hope I'm, so. I hope so. I might have made that up, but I feel like they probably I think yeah. maybe therapists do. In general, when you're an expert at something, I believe there's some sort of sort of continuing education. I'm an expert at segways, but I've gotten rusty and I need to get my... I need to re-up. We could or is do some this drills. like a meta version of it? It's like not. Now you've gotten and so good, you can pretend to be bad at it as a segue. Mm. Yeah. I mean, is it working? Because if so, then yes. And if it's not, sure. then no. Let's say it is. Um, I want to tell you guys about Embark Dog DNA Breed and Health Kit. Cool. This is uh, like the most info-packed, comprehensive breed and health screening kit embark detects over 250 breeds and screens for 170 plus genetic health conditions so you can know how to best care for your dog and create a training and health plan and jackie johnson uh mother of the adorable chooch who's uh at hello i'm the chooch on instagram she heard me talking about it on the show and went out and got it and she had done other dna uh, tests for Chooch, but Embark can't, had more specific details about what kind of dog Chooch is because uh, Chooch is part Pekingese, I believe. Pekingese had not shown up on any of the other tests. The other ones, just stick them in the garbage because Embark has way more details and is just it's just better. Uh, do you want to know if your dog is at risk for genetic health conditions? Uh, are you looking to improve your dog's quality of life? Every dog tested with Embark contributes to their research into discovering and treating new genetic diseases in dogs. So yeah, I love that like research is a big component for Embark today. Um, it's the best in class dog DNA test kit. And also you can do, uh, you can set like a little, I was going to say social media. It's not social media, but you can make a little profile for your dog. And then you, you uh, if you opt in, you can talk to other people who have relatives of your dog. Wendy has a ton of relatives. They pop up all of a sudden you find out she has a cousin, you know, that's right in Poland. Uh, Is that right? She does have a cousin in Poland. Wow. Yeah. Uh, right now, Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save. Again, that's EmbarkVet, E-M-B-A-R-K-Vet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save. Okay. We have some iTunes comments of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five 
stars. All right. Who would like to read the positive one? I always love reading positive Okay. Dave, you get to read it. She really will be your new best friend. Double exclamation by Sarah Denise M. I love A-R-I-Y-N-B-F double exclamation. I love the Monday shows, but the Thursday gang is the best. Again, a double. They make it seem like you are chatting with your new BFFs. Single exclamation. She's also so great on Patreon and very interactive. You should think up your most favorite carb and give it a listen. And then a bunch of emojis of carbs. What was her name again? Sarah Denise. Sarah Denise, thank you for your very kind comment. But here's the thing. Not everyone feels so positively about the show. This show stinks by Duty Boy. <laughs> See, I thought Duty Boy just wrote for the New York Times, but I guess he also oh, writes comments. Branching out. Yeah. Hard to listen to. Awful. There you have it. <laughs> can't please everyone. I can't please Duty Boy. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, if you can't please Duty Boy. Where where do you turn? Pack it up. Um, but Thank you so much for your comments. Uh, nice ones are preferred. And uh, just go to uh, find, find Alice Rosen, your new best friend on Apple Podcasts. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Subscribe. And then leave us a nice comment because it helps out the show so much, especially if your show's been around for a long time. The charts are like a very mysterious thing that no one quite understands. But if a show's been around for a long time, then to get a boost in the charts again there needs to be action so take some action please thank you guys very much uh let's do just me or everyone is it just me or are you wearing some clothing i have not seen before dave i am it's great i'm doing it for you thank you (laughs) it's colorful you're rarely in um i'm I'm wearing a light color yeah 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 this i know i was trying on various things earlier and daniel said did you go shopping and i said no it's just shit that's been in my i didn't i didn't even call it shit i don't know why i'm being so um hardcore right now but no it's just stuff that's been sitting in my closet cool i decided to bring it out yeah i cleaned out my drawers Mm -hmm. over the break over the christmas break and I found a shirt that I forgot I had that just says, the banker owns the bank, the rabbit bank, that my friend bought for me in Romania. I love it. <laughs> I've been wearing it again. And it's really bringing me a lot of joie de vivre. Um, is that a phrase much nope. like, I want to bake your child into a pie? Yeah, <laughs> it might be. I think it's not. I think it's just a random collection yeah. of words. And it has a little rabbit with a top hat on it. I love it. Yeah. I'll um, wear it next time so you guys can admire it. Please do. I will. I know that you're supposed to Marie Kondo and purge constantly. However, frequently I will find something that I has just been sitting there for a few years and I'll be like, yep, you're in the rotation now, buddy. Yeah. Um, and if I had if I had done the thing that they say, which is if you haven't worn it for a year or whatever period of time, get rid of it, then it, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, not that she's... my life would be that different, but... Yeah, but she's not totally accurate. Some things that just like she special. tries to get you to throw away your books, which seems like I know bad. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. Yeah, no. But you could just cycle them out, put them away for a little bit. And your then, books? Well, the, or or your clothes, anything. Hide it from yourself essentially for a while, and then a year or so later, you'll go back. You'll be like, "Oh, hey, I forgot I had these." And all of a sudden, they'll white cheddar cheese. More choice. <laughs> I want them. Exactly. <laughs>
You can't go back to Spago in the 90s, but you can go yeah. back to the shirts you were wearing. A box yes. of white cheeses. Oh, man. I want Spago to still be there so we can all dress in like late 80s power suits and, still there, and shoulder you. pads and go like we're still in the, the late all 80s. The 90s cl- all the awesome. 90s clothes are yeah, back. We don't that. even have to. I know. <laughs> High waisted pants back. That's one thing. Vintage tees back. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of Matt. That stuff I did get rid of. My mm. stuff that's in fashion now. The first time around, I had Doc Martens. You bet I did. Yeah. You you and I got rid you of were a poster child in college for right now. I know. Yes, thank you for you absolutely. Thank you for are. remembering. All of the teens are dressing like you dressed in college. So yeah. You know, I was thinking about <clears throat> Visco girls. That's come up on this show before, yes, right? Everyone they're here. just people who went to our high school. <laughs> this is the epiphany I had last night. Oh, Jody and Heather. They were the not that you guys know who they are, mm. but they were the original Visco girls. Yeah. They wore Birkenstocks. They wore yeah. big sweatshirts. They had shorts under the sweatshirts, Same. but you couldn't tell. Same. And they had their hair, their permed hair in a bun, like in a scrunchy top knot thing. Yeah, I literally when I and look at Visco girls, I'm like, do you just mean a girl? Because it looks exactly <laughs> like what everyone wore at my high school yes. at all times more than 20 years ago yes yeah so it's kind of i mean but it's kind of nice like it's comforting well, it was the comforting kids are just wearing the same thing it was comforting when i realized oh i know exactly what this is my friends invented it yeah regarding visco girls um i don't feel i feel like no one when discussing visco girls has said that this is what high school in the uh late 80s early 90s what they wore then. in beach cities which is where we were yeah yeah that's us. not how they were beach them cities like. beach cities girls in the 90s is what a visco girl is does it do the do, do people say that though Aside? no i say that yeah well just we're now. right we, just now right. i said it you said it <laughs> did you dress like that not really i wasn't cute so I wore the clothes of a non-cute person. I feel like that same for me. Same for me. Um, Jody and Heather were cute, mm-hmm. and they got away with they got away with being Visco girls. Yeah, I did wear like a boxy T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, that I wore. I had scrunchies, but I had there been Instagram at the time, I would not have been Instagramming these looks. Right. They were private, just for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just for my own disappointed looks at myself in the mirror. I had um, a notebook where I would write down, this is really going to blow your mind, considering that I'm discussing how little I cycle my clothing now, but I had a notebook where I would write down everything, what I wore each day, so I didn't repeat outfits too often. Mm. I can't imagine carrying that much anymore. I had a thought as to the origin of this phenomena. Mm. Phenomenon. You are a certain age where you're able to like try on clothes, be fascinated with clothes, but you're also, by that point, your parents, potentially in their 40s, depending on when you are, maybe, who knows what age they are, but they're older, and you really haven't seen them be cool in a long time, and you're flipping through what used to be like a scrapbook or something, and then you see a picture of your, especially like of your mom, she's hanging out the side of like a Volkswagen bug or something, and then wearing some fringe or some weird 60s thing, and then you go, oh, mom, you were so happy then. Mm. You were cool. She's, oh, yeah. yeah. That was the thing to wear back then. And then that girl seeing that goes, oh, I, I, could, I think that could still be cool. I do think that's mm. where the fondness and nostalgia for these looks comes from. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Yeah. I think you're right. Sure. All my sons are going to wear a thespian t-shirt. <laughs> And a pair of oversized men's Lee jeans like I wore in high school. Or Levi's. Levi's, yeah. 
Yeah, so oversized Lee jeans have just never <laughs> been cool. <laughs> oversized well, Levi's have been well, cool. Yeah, that's what I wore, oversized Levi's. The coolest look in my high school uh, was like a black bodysuit, leotard, mm-hmm. but a bodysuit, and then jeans that were, were they wide-legged or boot-cut? I don't know what they were, and then boots. But like the black bodysuit, that was... And then you'd wear a flannel shirt over it sometimes. Sometimes. Right? Sure, you could. Such a weird thing to button your shirt under your crotch. <laughs> it really That's is. It's so odd. Yeah. Yeah. I had... We, we never had that in the gentleman's line of clothes. No, but I've, right I've thought about introducing a line of men's onesies. Hmm. Like, because, you know, when you tuck in your dress shirt, uh, and it just like bunches up at the sides you know and it looks like it's all baggy but if you could just like button it below the crotch keep it nice and you'd have a nice slim figure Mm. if you have a slim figure and uh it would really work out so there actually (laughs) are i feel like i might do that there actually are men's shirt stays and i know this because wendy do you remember ben boyer Brian Booker's friend, Ben Boyer. Yes. Brian um, Booker and Brian Boyer were hanging out. They were like best Brian friends. Booker and wow. ben Boyer. The yes. Bo- the Booker yeah. boys. <laughs> and I never even considered the alliteration. And you know I love alliteration. Yeah, my goodness. So anyway. The I, B team. Is that what yeah. everyone called them? No, no, no one. That's what I'm saying. No one called them that. The A team was on television then. No, I don't think. Look, I don't. They're from Bethesda, Maryland. Oh, so man. maybe in. That's another B. Yes. <laughs> Bethesda boys, Ben Booker yeah. and Brian Burnburn. <laughs> <laughs> did it's so, they wear bugle boys <laughs> no was, okay. i know it's so weird <laughs> brian did have dreads though white guy dreads mm. our freshman year he remember? did I remember yeah that. um but anyway so i am now following ben on twitter someone who i had like not you know been in touch with or heard from in so long um long story anyway it doesn't matter he recently posted on amazon it, they were like you know if you're interested, you know, people who search for this thing, which was like, I don't know, something very benign, like a kid's toy, are also into men's shirt stays. It was very confusing. But anyway, they're like garter belts for dudes that have all these strappy things that hold the shirt down. It looks so uncomfortable, but there is a market for men's shirt stays, evidently, and they look m- medieval. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. Just buy one of my new uh, menzies. <laughs> I would not call it Menzies. I would. (laughs) Hey, it's fun. It's, you know, it's cheeky. Oh, wow. Yeah. They they, like attach to your ankle, your your thigh or your, or lower on your leg. What? Yeah. Yeah, It's like a, like a garter belt that goes up. But on your thigh? Yeah. Like, so like put it around. Yeah. And then, and then, and then like a bunch of suspender arms. But didn't the garters used to be attached to like, hose or something yes, like that? Yes, this yeah. is the opposite direction. They're holding your shirt down instead of your hose up. Uh, but I mean, how desperate... Down, hose, down up. hose up. How, <laughs> how problematic is your shirt not staying tucked, dudes? It depends if you're like a crisp lawyer, you know? <laughs> and everyone's expecting you to make your big final statement in the courtroom, and then your shirt goes... <laughs> That's a problem. But right. if you're a cool guy like Daniel... Yeah. Who cares? Who fucking cares? You let it ride every day. It's not that it's a problem. It's just that it's a way to get even slimmer. You like slim? This is the slimmest. Mm. Right. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's do just... Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Just... Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? 
As if she had already heard this show, Krista Curtis says, sometimes it's hard to stop yourself from hurling insults at strangers. Today's stranger didn't pull up to the forward pump at the gas station. Didn't pull up to the forward pump at the gas station. Hashtag just me or everyone. Chris, no. (laughs) Tone it down a bit, lady. (laughs) Take it easy. Rain it in. Rain it in. Yeah, I was going to bring that up during the traffic discussion. You ever go like to Baldwin Hill or in any city, you can look down on the traffic and then mm-hmm. it just looks like an ant farm. And it's so hilarious to think of them like, as they're all just trying to get to their little right. caverns they live in. And you just got to take that mindset as you're driving along. Like, yes, because when people like scream at you and then like go around you and go one car like that, you're like, what? <laughs> What happened? Ridiculous. Yeah. Are you okay? I love it when that happens. When somebody yes. like makes a big deal yes. and pass you, and then you end up at the light next to them, and you're like, "Good job." Yeah. <laughs> I wish you they knew there. how little it affected me, but. Uh, Jerry Morales says, despite looking them up multiple times, I have trouble grasping the true definition or maybe nuance of certain words. For example, glib. I have this with the word insouciance, insouciance, I can, I have looked it up 6,000 times and I cannot remember. However, I talked about it on the show and someone said it might help you to know that it comes from like it means without worry in french i'm looking at wendy because you speak french right it seems french what's Mm -hmm. worry in in french is it sush (laughs) like if you tell someone not to worry it's like tanquiet pa like in quiet Mm. well i forget but there's some late 18th century french maybe oh do you speak late 18th century french or um current french (laughs) Neither. <laughs> I speak it um, from when I was in high school. So like oh, 1992. I, oh, what okay. I would do was... You speak Visco I would go to, would mm. go to Spago. <laughs> and I would say, bring me a beat terrain in French. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Demi Moore would look over her shoulder and give me like a little nod. Right. Like, you get it. Yeah. And she liked my... And she'd be like, nice thespian t-shirt. And then, and then we would... <laughs> Yeah, that's how it would go. I had this white shirt. I'm pretty sure that I bought it at Fred Siegel because the coolest thing to do if you're from Orange County was to get your mom to drive you up to L.A., take you shopping. Or at least that's what I thought was like the epitome of cool. We went to Fred Siegel and I had this shirt and it was this white blouse and it said love on it in these big velvet blocky letters. And I was like, I bet that shit's coming back. Sure. Sure. And I'm upset that I tossed it. And I also had a shirt that had these... It was a denim. It was a chambray shirt, and it had these big uh, velvet black stars on it. Toss that one too. Sounds so sexy. I want to. S- <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also had, you know, guest jeans. Sure. I had. Sure. No, I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this, uh, George 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 S. Marciano. I don't know. Uh, what was her name? That blonde lady before Anna Nicole, but before her. Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer. She modeled for them. Oh, Wendy, I'm surprised you guys didn't have guest jeans. You know, at your you, high school. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. I know you're kidding. Okay. Um, God, anyway, I was though. really worried for a minute that you thought that I had never heard of no, guest jeans. I knew you had. I I'm had, really missing a beat now that I'm tired all the time, guys. I don't. I don't think it's you. It I'm gonna. T- I think it's me. I had two whole denim outfits, so matching denim jacket and jeans that zipped tell me how baggy they were they weren't baggy they were tight but but one was hot pink and one pink denim yeah hot pink denim and i wore 
a matching hot Wait, pink Wait, the whole outfit blouse. was hot, hot yes, pink Yes, I wore a matching hot... This was when I was in eighth grade. So it was a little before, little before the cool stuff we're talking about. It, Wendy had not yet gone to Spago. And this was Guess. It was Guess. And then... In eighth grade, you had a full... Guess out. Yes. Jesus. No, I would have killed them. You were the guess coolest. Outfit. I also coolest. had. But... I was only allowed to shop at Value City. <laughs> I did not v- have a guess. VC. Outfit. Well, uh, then you, you certainly started... didn't have what my other one was, huh? which was entirely white with black polka dots. I look like mm. a. Oh, the only a one cow. I saw was your entirely yellow outfit. I have no entirely yellow. The outfit. picture of you in an entirely yellow baggy outfit. From back when you were little, maybe in uh, junior high or something. Entirely yellow. Was it Halloween? Were you dressed as a banana? No. Wait, was this my gigantic flowing yellow skirt and yellow blazer? Yeah. Oh, God. Wendy, I wore this <laughs> monstrosity of an outfit to, remember SYR at Pomona? This was a dance. It was oh, a screw, screw your roommate. roommate. Yes. Yeah, oh, this was in college. Someone. Well, I think I also wore it. I it, it it I had it in high school, and then I also had it in college. The same outfit. It went with me to college. You can do that. You can bring your clothes from home to college. <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> tip if there's any young listeners out there. You have to get permission. You have to sign a waiver. There's a waiver. Yeah. yeah. But so I did that. But anyway, I wore that. Uh, on my date, and then he said he had to go home to study like a half an hour later. Oh, like, no. Yeah. Oh, it was no. my outfit and also me. <laughs> I know I got set up on that thing, but I have literally no memory of it. I, I, I remember it, so I don't know who I went with. I remember exactly who it was. But I'm not. Yours? I what? Yours mine. Or mine. Mine. Oh, I wish I knew who yours was. I'm sorry. I, I don't. No, I just, I'm going to wait till after we're off the air to find out who it was. Yeah. I I'll tell you. This is Bobby Breaker's Beak. <laughs> Oh, Bobby Breaker's Beak? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also from Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, edible oh, intelligence, yes? Just to throw one in there, glib, yeah. Uh, hubris and augment. I always feel like augment oh. means alter. Mm. And then I'll say, we're going to augment that. And they're like, that means to make it bigger. I'm like, not to me. Oh, mine uh, is Steven Dorf. I don't know who he is. <laughs> get, Never going to learn. Get on the mic more so we can oh, hear Oh, sorry. Him. That's okay. Steven Dorf. I'm not. I don't know who he is. So you have to keep. Learn. Look, you have to keep looking him up. Yep. He's not Brad. Dorf. I know all words, but I don't know Stephen Dorff. That's all. He's only currently thing I don't know starring in on Fox's drama Deputy about a gentleman who gets thrust <laughs> into being the county sheriff and rides around on a horse and solves crimes. I in uh, Los Angeles. I'll watch it and maybe that'll finally like yeah cement it for me. Oh, it will. It's funny that you said Stephen Dorff. Did you know that our own Dave has a Stephen Dorff? Used to story? hang with Dorff. No, he's rude to me at a party once. Oh, yeah, Dorff. <laughs> you got you got Dorff. I guess you got Dorff. You got fully Dorff. <laughs> yeah, because you tried to bond with him about bowling. I right? said nothing. Oh, he he asked me a question and then as I turned to answer, he just walked away. Oh my goodness! <laughs> one of the most dismissive LA moments I've ever experienced. But also one of the most quintessential LA yeah. moments. See, and I would have been like, who just dismissed me in such a fashion? I don't know who that man is. I'm Gotta unscathed. look it up again. Yeah. Daniel, any words that you keep I'm sure there are, losing? but none come to mind. Pete? Um, fecund. Oh. It just always sounds like it should be something gross and weird, oh, but it just yeah. means like fertile. a lot of kids. Fertile, yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. saying that, Pete? I'm worried about you. Where are no. you that this is happening? Fecundity. When are you hearing this? Uh, I've got a, uh, a 
a friend who uh, has a lot of kids, and whenever a mutual now friend of ours I'm describes more, him, much more worried. He's always wiping he's always fecund like, oh, off yeah, his that hands. Guy's, you know, he's quite fecund. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. It takes me a minute to be Does like, did he you just insult him? But no. use a lot of big words. My the one who says fecund. Uh, it's my co-host. So uh, sometimes, oh yeah, how fecund uh, of him? Not, exactly. He was fecund with words. Hmm. No. <laughs> Sure. It doesn't work. Sure. <clears throat> He's got verbal fecundity. There you go. Uh, Baby Jar Jar says, when I have to spell the word people, I have to say piopoli in my head. No, I don't do that one, but I do things like this. No. People, yeah. I think something on the keyboard. I remember being in like middle school and typing people would always confuse me a little. And then guard would always have some issues with. The, a- the AU? Yeah. People is a word that I could easily talk myself out of knowing how to spell. I mm. tend to just write fridge instead of refrigerator in a text because refrigerator stumps me. As does un- as unnecessary takes me forever to get the right number of things. Harass and embarrass. Those can yeah. be yeah. a little tricky. I had to briefly know how to spell the last name of Zach Galifianakis. And I guarantee you... If we went around the room right now, no one would spell it correctly. Ooh, you think you know. do it. You let's think you know how. It. I had to do it for a comedy show that I had to keep writing flyers and messages about. And I that was one where I literally I had to come up with a mnemonic device, which I've now forgotten. But I don't think any of you will get it correct. I think I could do it. Okay. I don't think I'll get it right either at this point. <laughs> I, as your quiz master, I will look do it up. Somebody, now. yeah, Sorry. you, you look it up and then everyone try. Okay. Oh, I think okay. I have it right. except for the last two letters. All right. I'm, I'm, His middle name is Knight with a K. The, um, it's the vowels that always oh. get me. Yeah. Here you go, David. I just don't think anyone will get it right. I'm okay. going to try too, and I think I'll get it wrong. Okay. Do you want a piece of paper? No, I mean, I'm you can write on a clean. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. While everybody's writing it down, you can write it down at home. Okay. Um, okay. Who goes first? When do you want to go first? Yes, because I think I'm wrong, even though I used to know by heart. Okay. I think it's G-A-L-I-F-A-N-I-A-K-I-S, but I think I'm wrong. You are wrong. I'm wrong. Yep. And I spelled it a hundred times over the course of a couple of weeks. Okay. okay. I think it is G-A-L-I-F-I-A-N-I-K-I-S. Close, but no. Incorrect. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's a tricky A you, st- you stuck in there. I, I went, think it's a tricky I. G-A-L-I-F-I-N-A-K-I-S. Close, that's but definitely no. Incorrect. Wrong. Wendy, would you All please right, I'm gonna, read? I'm going to read Dave's. Because she usually accuses me of cheating. Mm. Oh, yeah. G-A-L-I-F-I-A-N-A-K-I-S. You got it. You got it. Oh, my Congratulations. God. What did I do differently from you? I think that's you had the IA I, combo in a different had, spot. Yep, yeah. And that is why I could never do it correctly. Yeah, you were all circling around it, just yeah. almost there. One with those I I's and A's. It because I was like, I had it here, as you can see. <gasps> and then I moved it to here. Can you pass the winning paper down to me, please? I think my pneumatic trick is a sort of a sentence like, Gal, if I mm. and a kiss. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's what was yours? He remembers his own last name. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but he's like at the DMV or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, he's doing one of his things again. <laughs> I've got to compare yours to mine. 
I'm glad oh I was right gosh. that almost no one can spell it because otherwise I would have felt pretty right. dumb. <laughs> if you were the only one. Yeah, yeah. I was one letter off. Yeah. yeah. People were close. I feel like I should get we a half We were all point. around it. You get nothing. I just gave myself a half <laughs> point. Okay. Uh, back to just me or everyone. Um, Cho to Joy says, I like to guess where people in the mall are about to shop. The group of preppy teens is headed straight to J. Crew. The frazzled mom supervising a multi-kid playdate is reluctantly going to Disney next. Is this guy a leather daddy? I'm not sure where that one's going. What's oh. Disney next? No, next he's going Disney. to Disney. Next. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't think... This is a, be a fun way... I can way. see Disney next Disney being next like, is where they'll no. cryogenically freeze you. <laughs> And then place you in the theme park and then unfreeze you in the future when they've cured your disease. Yeah. That's Hell what Disney yeah. Next is. Oh, I love it. Does anyone yeah. still do that? What? Cryogenically freeze? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they do. Wasn't I mean, there a whole This American Life about how it was like a scam? Yeah. It's basically and, nonsense. Yeah. It doesn't work. But there are- I mean, I guess I knew it was a scam, but they were putting <laughs> a fine point on it. But I thought that the idea is like, but eventually they'll have the technology to make it not a scam. I- I guess think I the problem this. is that, like, when you freeze a body, it destroys the tissue because mm. it's like it crystallizes or whatever. Right. You know, so water expands. Water. Yeah. It's just, it's not, even if they brought you back, you'd just be mush or something. Wow. Still going to try it. Going to change. Just, hey, might as well. Yeah, at the mall, I just think everyone's going to Wetzel's Pretzels. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> no matter who they are, heading for Wetzel's. Uh, and lastly, Andrew Ant says, has anyone ever really received a present wrapped Hollywood style where the lid is done separately for ease of set dressing or are we all sane? Hmm. You know what he's talking about where the mm-hmm. present is wrapped and you just lift the lid off like you see on television. So I thought that that's only a TV show thing. And then I was at my friend Jody's house, aforementioned Jody, the original Visco girl, mm. and she had wrapped a gift that way and I was like what is going on is this like porn <laughs> well allow me to explain it's exactly like porn yes. you don't even need to explain inside it's the exactly box like you guys get what I'm saying Not no is really. it like <laughs> you guys I was she was like what is porn and I showed her some you know, <laughs> sites of g- gifts being unwrapped <laughs> I thought that everyone when I was a kid <clears throat> Not that I saw a lot of porn as a kid, but there was there was some hedge porn. There was some porn in the gazebo at my elementary school. Uh, and I thought that everyone in porn was shaved so you can see the business. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is just a convention of porn. In real life, people have hair. And I didn't realize, no, in real life, they've stopped having hair too. Mm. Except perhaps since the pendulum is swinging back to Visco girls, maybe like now hair's back in, I don't know. But my point being, I thought that like within the world of porn, no one has hair. Outside, we all have hair. Within the world of gifts on television, they are top and bottom. But in real life, we do them differently. But this then, is an exact routine from my sex. <laughs> is it? Oh it. no! Is yeah, it parallel thinking, or did I steal it? I. You probably saw it. You probably yeah. saw it like when you were drunk, and then you stole it. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I forgot. It's fine. I, I mean, forgot. it's really funny when, when I did it, and it's funny when you did it. Just, I <laughs> had it on. I was doing some dubbing. I think when you came over to do my podcast, and oh, it might yeah. have just so it's. No harm, no foul. Didn't it just subconsciously Still, it makes me feel yucky? Yeah, it makes me feel yeah. uncomfortable. Anyway, yeah. So I think that uh, it, uh, much like porn, 
That's well, what happened? It's I a don't convenient know. movie thing because it saves time. How, would it really be that hard? I mean, it's not like it's not like it takes that long to unwrap a gift on screen. But then it's, you have to shoot it again. Back to a oh, present. They have to have 20 wrapped presents. Got it. Instead of just one, they can open over and over yeah. again. That's the magic of Hollywood, yes. guys. And it's like pictures and animation hanging on the wall, and they'll draw a string, which no one hangs their pictures mm-hmm. that way above it. And then we just get used to that, and we assume, oh, yeah, all pictures have a string going up. Right. But none do. And I think the present is the same thing. But nowadays, they'll just do the present in CG, so they're just pretending to unwrap a present, and then they'll add it later. So it unwraps what? itself. What movie yeah. is that in? All the movies. Have it's in every movie? Every, Star Wars. movie. every movie has a, a <laughs> scene when, when with unwrapping Skywalker presents. Skywalker gives a present <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to a droid. Yeah, it's the droid's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the droid. Don't you remember the, the birthday scene in every yeah. Star Wars movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah They've been talking about it for 45 episodes of Pete's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're still stuck on that, that birthday droid. Because it's 40 minutes long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hatbox. He's got to unwrap it. He's having a hard time. <laughs> right. Hatboxes have a top. And I feel like at one point in my life when I was a That's kid, true. I got a cowboy hat that was wrapped individually. And I was pretty psyched about it. But I may have had to undo a ribbon and then lift off the top. But still, I'm excited. You know, in old movies, when people are carrying their like train, their all their luggage, um, Thank you for nodding because it's like so unclear if I'm going anywhere with this. But I love that you, I, David, is backing where is is going where I'm going. With yeah, this. a nod is helpful on a podcast. It is. Let <laughs> <laughs> the listeners know. Um, you'll see people carrying. There's like a hat box is a piece of luggage, yeah. and I always think, how important is that hat that you're going to lug that entire box around with you? Oh, very Anyone important. Else? I mean, Back think in the about day. Yeah, absolutely. Everything was made with care. Now with planned obsolescence, we don't make them like they used to. Well, the, the things they made all got purchased and there was nothing left to sell. So we started making junk. And the hat was probably another right. well-crafted, beautiful thing that they were like, I'm taking this where I go. And if I have to carry a stupid box, I'll do it. This is because you made a pair of shoes. <laughs> like you're handmade this guy things. Now. Yeah. I've always been that guy. I like you handmade made a pair things. Of shoes, and now you're lording it over. You're that mean. <laughs> Makes one pair of shoes. Walking around town with a little... Handcrafted shoe box. Oh, I do. Carrying it on a little string. Yeah. And it's clear. I want people to look in and see what's in there. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Dave, you've been you've been uh you've been announcing teasing everyone with this imminent haircut. Yeah. When's it gonna happen? Like Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Sunday? Dude, no, no. Like during the day. I should have offered some sort of like uh, buy X amount of tickets and you can come see me get my haircut, but <laughs> Or cut your hair. Yeah, or, yeah, right. you could cut my hair. You should video it, though, If you're interested in doing that, if you live in L.A. and you bring 10 people, so 10 tickets, you can cut my hair. I I would buy 10 tickets if I can give you a spiral perm <sighs> on stage. It takes four hours. <laughs> <laughs> no one will sh- like that's it. That's short for you. No one will like it. <laughs> can I see like a mock-up first? No, absolutely not. I just have to go. I don't even yep. know what a spiral perm is. Great. Uh, <laughs> perfect. The perfect thing. Yeah. You would just sabotage my taping. You'd buy tickets, spiral perm you my hair. You sabotaged mine. <laughs> I, was thinking, I worked hard. I was thinking my sex is weird. No, I worked I was, very hard. And I was trying to rob a house. And then you were also trying to rob the house. And then we made a 14 hour stand up special. <laughs> I don't remember us robbing a house at all. You were wearing some weird gear when I got there, though. Yeah. I was, yeah. That's what was happening. <laughs> so no way. I'll be giving David a spiral perm on stage for four hours on Sunday. Oh boy. Now, why are you waiting till Sunday to do it? I play two characters in this thing that I've 
for whatever reason decided to make. So one guy and you're making this on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So the the scene on Sunday is like it's kind of a it's kind of an imaginary thing. He like he kind of imagines that he's on stage at a theater, and so that version that he's imagining has short hair and a cool suit. And I've got the suit, and then I've got those boots I made. Mm, nice. So it'll look pretty cool. Or I'll, I feel like I'll be Wait, when are sharp. you filming the long hair part? I already did that. And then I have to do a couple more like extra shots with the long hair early in the day Sunday, and then chop it all off, and then do the set and film that. Hmm. Yeah, quite an undertaking. For But like you could have shot the... There's no reason that this needs to happen Sunday aside from scheduling, right? No, it does, because I have to do a couple shots with the long hair. Right, so, but couldn't those be done on a different day? I don't know why no. I'm digging in. They yeah, have to no. really get to the bottom. Well, you have to see it, because, and it'll make sense, okay. and I'll be like, that, that's why. They'll be like, for literally like a tenth of a second. But you like, could have filmed that at another time. Could you not? Yeah, but okay, I then. had to like rent the cameras, and you only get them for a certain oh, amount of days. Got so, it. Oh, do okay. cameras not exist now? <laughs> Here's, so wait, you're going to is... have them while you're getting your haircut yeah. still, right? Mm-hmm. So you should set up the cameras for the haircut. You definitely need to do that. You definitely need to do that. Maybe God. you know those like so satisfying videos you'll see on mm-hmm. Insta stories or whatever, where someone peels an apple in one. Cutting thing. long hair is so satisfying. Really, mm. I don't mm. know. The reason I, feel I was... like it would be like that dramatic change is is there something? Maybe the reason I was asking is because it's a it is a dramatic change to go from Dave long hair to Dave short hair. Yeah. So if for me, if it were a day that I was doing my special, I would want to cut my hair a few days and in advance to oh, get yeah, used it. to it. Yeah. I'm not... I, I mean, today I was raking nests of hair out of my head because I don't take good enough care of it and then I get these crazy knots and I'm like, I shouldn't have this. Mm. And I've just never cared that much about hair so I don't... Unless it does something real strange, I'm like, oh, I cut it and it's do, it just feels weird. I can't imagine it impacting me too much. I just don't really think about it that much. You'll be destroying a habitat. That's true. All my nests <laughs> and creatures that live in there. Mm-hmm. You guys, this has been a fun show. It's also been <laughs> a long show. That was the last sentence. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, no. There's still time to turn it around because oh, okay. we're going to go around the table and tell people where to find us. But I just want to get one last uh, pre-plug before the plug's in. This weekend, please come. If you're in San Francisco or if you can get to San Francisco, uh, come see my weekend of shows. It'll be super duper fun. If you can't, go see Sex is Weird. With Wendy, we're doing a screening yeah. at David's show. It will. We'll yeah. do the whole Wait, thing. What is David's real show called? I Sex would... is weird. <laughs> um, I've, I don't want to tell you. You don't want to tell you know, me? I feel like you'll have you'll have some goofs. <laughs> I would never. All right, I'll wait till I'll look at it. I'll Google it later. Okay, it's um, it's called Big Nothingness. Why would I have some goofs with it? Because <laughs> you're my friend. <laughs> Why would I? Sounds fine. You had a look in your eye. You had like a glint. <laughs> ready. Like, hey, no, what's I just thing? was worried that people thought I was really doing a show this weekend, <laughs> and that I'm not. I'm absolutely not doing any show of any kind. But we want you to. I want to just make sure your show gets promoted <laughs> instead of mine, which doesn't exist. <laughs> Does your show have science in it? My, this, I mean, I Big loosely touch on it a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to be a scientist to enjoy it. <laughs> I want pussy jokes. <laughs> Give me a pussy joke. Yep, that's a pretty good impression. Thank you. <laughs> if you if you're even making jokes about science, it's like school to some people. Like, yeah, oh, man. Daniel, where can we mm. find you? You can find me at Daniel Quant's Twitter and Instagram, and uh, that's it. 
David. <laughs> Dequants on the snappy. <laughs> oh, I may get live on TikTok once I figure that one out. Oh, That'll be fun. Goodness. That's Is it. anyone here on TikTok? I after I feel like there was a conversation about it on this. Yes, show the Jackie other day. Johnson yeah. was talking about I, it. I downloaded it and I opened it up and it was like a, a video of a guy singing while he was pretending to slap his dog and I was like I, I don't get it. But, <laughs> oh, you'll get oh, you it. don't get that. And, <laughs> I mean, I, it was funny, but I was like, oh, okay, this isn't. I'm. I this is a learning curve that I wasn't ready for. So I'm going to go yeah. back. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, some people spend hours on it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Maybe no. I will be someday. I don't, I don't know that I need to be. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I'm trying to rather have fewer of them. I think go back to reading physical books. That feels. Mm. Oh yeah, you can find me at. Um, I'm just going to start reading books too. <laughs> Give me a pussy book. <laughs> I want a book with a pussy in it. <laughs> uh, David. I uh, you can see the boots I made on Instagram, and then uh, I have a Twitter fan. Not very great at that, but my website also has nothing new on it. It's had the same stuff for <laughs> forever. But when I have Stop live shows, with this ceaseless self-aggrandizing <laughs> promotion, I apologize. <laughs> it just feels like you've always got to be adding stuff to things. I add stuff to my podcast fairly frequently, uh, but the big thing is the this Sunday, the twenty sixth. And please use that promo code. Uh, I think it's Rosen. You get two tickets for twenty dollars. It's quite and a then deal. If you wait till the day of, you're like, we'll go if we have time. A single ticket will cost you twenty dollars. So get them in advance. It's to like save two some for cash. one. Yeah. Yeah, use my code, you guys. <laughs> use a code. I made codes for like all the podcasts I think I've ever done and my junk show. So just try one of them. Try some sort sure. of Sure. Wendy? I'm at Wendy Molino on Twitter and you can watch Bob's Burgers every yes. Sunday on Fox. Oh, when does, uh, we didn't even talk about it. When does Great North come on? Uh, e- it'll either be fall or winter. We n- you never know like where they're going to put your show on the schedule, but we're having fun making it. And I'll talk more about it maybe next time because yes. this show being so long. I know. This time. I've had, yeah. um, and I'm making it longer. I've had Paul Rust on this show now twice. Love him. I love Paul. And his character on the Great North is very special. And it's great. It's just been great. Yeah, I- we have him. Here's our cast really quickly. Nick Offerman, Jenny Slate, Paul Rust, That's Aparna awesome. Nancherla. And I'm forgetting someone. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Dulce Sloan uh, from Daily Show. I think that's the main. Oh, and Will Forte. That's the main family. That's that a sounds great amazing. Cast. And then we have amazing, amazing like other stars on every week. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it, it's been fun making an animated show. Is very fun. So yeah, we've been lucky. Yeah, Paul's great. Good. Um, Pete the Retailer. Mm-hmm. I agree. Paul's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Pete the Retailer on Twitter and uh, StarWarsMinute.com is my usual show. If you want to hear me just about every day, you can go there. Great. Um, and you guys, I'm on Cameo, so go find me there and sign up for my Patreon. Subscribe to my Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff there. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I will see you this weekend in San Francisco. Um, everyone, thanks for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? 